Welcome to The Dead Format, episode 142. My name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined joined by a belated, beleaguered, tired Tom Smiley, and we're here to talk about Legacy. Yeah, we will actually talk about Magic, I'm pretty sure, but yeah, this week was brutal. Uh, Was the last week that I was in my old house. Uh, Finally got everything done, I had to take a day off of work and move like finish moving everything and cleaning everything and it was just like it, it just brutal to go through that transition so i was but like moving is is always so much harder than you think it is yeah i mean like it like that sucked plus all the other stuff sucked and it's like fi- not finally starting to hit me but i'm like like just the new routines and everything just make me yeah make me more jaded so i'm in i'm in that space now but it'll yeah. be it'll be all right once i get used to it how many diplomas did you have to move? Uh, okay, so I only had to move two. It looks like in the background of our guest's home, if he ever had to move, there'd be like 30. He'd need a separate truck just for his diplomas, I think. Lots of specialty packing from back there. Yeah, that's some bubble wrap, bro. That's that's a, that's like a subscription to bubblewrap.com. So yeah, we got, uh, we got a returning guest. Uh, we've actually... We're on, like, a streak of returning guests, right? We yeah, are. Uh, well, I mean, we're on a streak of actually James. recording again. But, yeah, I think yeah, I think true, James true. is going to be on next week. Yeah. Uh, every, like, the people are excited. Yep. So, if you haven't guessed already, we've got attorney Esquire Robert uh, Wilson. Robert Wilson. Specialty in bird, was, bird law. I was looking to see if you'd get the middle name. Robert Heath Wilson. There you go. I didn't yeah, want to dox, you bro. Me. You're already, uh, <laughs> you know, you're out there in the community. I didn't want to be fully name doxing you, so. Yeah. No, you're okay. You're you're fine. It's cool. How's Ohio, bro? Uh, I'm in Columbus, so it's not the the bro, Cleveland. Email. I got shit on I, so so hard for saying that Cleveland food was bad. This one particular listener, who I. I, I was going to shout out last episode, but I, I didn't think that he would still be listening, honestly. He was like, dude, Cleveland is a food mecca. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, you didn't go to the right places. You should have asked me. But he's like, look, this is how it is. He's like, there's this one place on the west side that has, like, the best. It was rated the best Mexican food in, in the Midwest. And there's this one place with good pizza. And I'm like, look. I didn't actually say this. I'm saying this now to you guys. I don't judge a city's food by, like, there's one really good place that would be, like, an hour and a half round trip for me, right? It's it's about, like, the food in your neighborhood. Like, like you know, what you can get when you t- deliver it or whatever, right? Do yeah, it's more, more about the average when you're measuring the town. Exactly, exactly. So, so, I just so wait, what part out. of Cleveland were you in? I was on the east side, so. Okay. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, that, that was probably your problem. Yeah, if I could do it again, well, see, the problem is we had to be on the east side. Because my wife's hospital was on the east side, so. Uh, she would have been having to drive through the city all the time, so. We didn't really have the choice to live in Lakeview or whatever. Is that even what it's called? I can't even remember anymore. Lakewood, but. There we go. Before the, before the, the Cleveland people right, jump on it you. It sound right, but, yeah. That place was sweet. I'll give it up. I mean, when I went there, the, the probably five or six times I went there, it was sweet. But that's not where we were. So, 
I, I, I mean, I just gotta say, like, I maybe, uh, maybe it's the Guinea in me, maybe it's the uh, New England. I don't know, but I just the food's just better here. It just is, it's just what it is. Yeah, Cleveland's one of those cities. There's some great spots, but you're not gonna find them. Like, you gotta, you gotta know where the few good ones are. And it sucks to go anywhere in Cleveland because it's there's only one way to get anywhere, all of Cleveland. And there's always traffic, and it just always sucks. Like, Cleveland is a poorly planned out city, and everything is so far away from each other. It's just terrible. Well, yeah, you would real, th- bro. You would think with the internet, right? Like, you would be able to find those places. You know what I mean? I don't know. But I'll give a shout-out to Cleveland, because I am currently drinking a Great Lakes Christmas ale. So, they at least do this much, right? I'm going to be working at a brewery this summer, I think, doing doing event stuff at, a, at my buddy's brew pub. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. So oh, shout out to you, bro. Yeah, shout out to Granite Coast. I went there last night. Are you going to wear uh, flannels? Are you going to wear flannels? You can grow okay, a beard? So it's gonna can, you, be, can you grow a beard? Wait, I won. Can I can't. So I can't grow the beard. So I can't okay. officially fit in. They already let me know that. Um, but it's going to be summertime, so it's too too warm for the flannels. We'll see what happens in the fall. Well, you got you got the the brewery gut going already, right? Like, I do. Uh, I yeah, that's yeah. there. That's there. So you I got I got to get rid of that. Like a guy working in a brewery, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. I don't know, bro. With a if you put you in a flannel with like a fake beard or something, I might be scared to go into the brewery, honestly. Okay. Because you could, uh, you could, you're, you're definitely more a more imposing visage than I see outside the breweries here. Like that's uh that's the lumberjack status. Yeah, just carry an axe around with me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think I need that. But yeah, it should be, it should be a good time. Uh, Did you watch the not... ruins today, bro? No, so I'm not. I grew like I grew up as a basketball guy playing basketball and hockey. Like, I can't get into watching hockey. I've been to a few games and watched like some of the, some of the Stanley Cup and like playoffs when the Bruins have had good teams. But I'm not like, uh, not somebody who would normally enjoy watching, uh, watching the Bruins. I know that's like sacrilegious around here, but it's not. That's not for me. Celtics though, I saw I saw the Celtics game last night. And we're getting ready for Game Seven tomorrow. That's gonna be that's gonna be big. Bro, my wife thinks Marcus Smart sucks. Uh, okay, so listen, there are times when there are some offensive possessions that he has where I would get somebody thinking that, but absolutely, he does not suck overall. He's, some, he's, yeah. he's, re- I, he's my favorite one, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. I mean, I don't, right. I, I don't like watching the NBA, but I have to watch those games because my wife's a fan of the Celtics. So. Have, you, have you watched a lot of this series? Yes. Al, seeing Alpha Horford, like... Yeah, I like after, after after seeing Giannis stare him down, and then that like that duel that they had toward the end of game, uh, I think it was game three, it might have been game four, uh, but that's been that's been great to watch. Yeah, he's a Florida boy, man. I love that team. Everybody from that team I followed. I got a great Joakim Noah story someday for this cast, but uh, oh, no, not today. You're just gonna tease not it. Not today, bro. We've got like I'm getting all these uh, this evil, uh, this sort of evil energy coming through from Robert. 
He's just he's waiting to talk legacy, bro. He's uh, no, no, man. I I love the BSing, man. You love the BSing, dude. I uh, I'm glad we could do this tonight because, as it turns out, the Rangers are going to seven tomorrow night. So you guys helped me out big <sighs> with our recording schedule. It would have sucked recording on Wednesday, but we didn't have to do that. We're doing this now, so thank you guys very much. Without sure, further ado, I appreciate ado, you guys having me on. Yeah, bro, we're pumped. Uh, yo, so all right, tell us about the Buffalo Wing Open. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So the Buffalo oh, Chicken Dip right. <coughs> Legacy. So I'll, I'll kind of start from the beginning for people that aren't familiar with what Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy is, and and then kind of talk about the events we run. So before Arena killed Standard and Draft, you know, LGSs were having those. So like on Friday, like we didn't have a place to play Legacy because between Limited, Standard, and Modern, there was just no place for us to play. So I told people like, hey, come over to my house, you know, we'll have our own FNM. Be like, oh, that sucks. Like, okay, maybe it does. I was like, how about I make Buffalo Chicken Dip and, you know, we get some beers and and whatever and be like, okay. Like, all right. I don't think it was the Buffalo Chicken Dip that pushed that over the top, though. It might have been, it might have been the beers. And then he was like, okay, yeah, all right. You got me. Yeah, like, maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe I just changed the name to Beer Magic Legacy. But, uh, yeah, like, it, people started coming over every week, and it finally got big enough. My wife was like, hey, can you, uh, can you go somewhere else? <laughs> like, this is, this is, like, too many people in our house. I mean, you get, like, 16 people, and, and it's just, like, we have a good-sized house, but, you know, at some point you're just kind of over top of each other. And You should have done what Tom did and just told her to fuck off. <laughs> no, I was about I was about to make a joke about having somebody tell the same tell me the same thing. Only it wasn't about having people over. That's <laughs> too too soon. It's too soon. Well, for that. look how well that worked out for Tom. Oh, so. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but you know, eventually I was like, okay, I'll I'll find a shop, and I found a shop that was willing to host us, and started taking money. I'm like, well, I'll buy some duels, and it just kind of kept running, and. Now our typical events are 64 player and we do them in a shop and, you know, I charge a $50 entry and, you know, I pretty much take all, almost all of that money by duels or... I'm going to edit out the part where you say buy duels and prizes with it and it's just, it's (laughs) going to say, and I take all that money and then we're going to cut to the next question. <laughs> I pay back all of the student loans you can see yeah, behind there for, you go. <laughs> for, there for the listener. I went to law school. My wife is a veterinarian, so what Tom and Ian are seeing are all of our undergrad graduate diplomas and our licenses. So it looks really fucking impressive if you, uh, you know, are just seeing me on Zoom for for work. He's basically so. like on a CNN panel right now. He's got the bookshelf. Right. He's got the yeah. diplomas. He's uh, not jerking off, so. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the, the magic guard is on the other side facing me. There you go. Here. I got you. Yeah. Very I was nice. hoping you could like you could uh, just t- 
turn your webcam facing the other way and you slide your desk around. You have another computer and a screen there and it's just all the magic art behind you. Yeah. It's gotta, you got to roll behind. Now, the, the magic art's facing me. For for the, the benefit of the listener, it was the, the original sketch for Fury. I, I bought that and, and had it framed. Uh, the borderless one. Which oh, looks nice. sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It was a cool piece. Um, I have very yeah. much enjoyed playing that card. Dude, people sleep on it you know, like, and play garbage like end the festivities. I'm like, y'all need to start thinking for yourselves instead of just copy and pasting <laughs> deck lists from MTGO. Like, come on. True. Um, yeah, you gotta step it up and cut and paste the decks that people post in the dead format Discord. Right? That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's where the hot tech is. Yeah. So, bro, so, I uh, I tried to feed you the alley-oop, uh, you know, Al Horford style, but hmm. you're supposed to be promoting this event. Yeah, so the Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy Open. So we got to a point where 64 man cap was too small. So I decided to, to go find a brewery and do an open. So the Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy Open is happening November 12th uh, this year at BrewDog's head, U.S. headquarters. In Buffalo? So they've gotten... No, no, it's it's in Canal Winchester, like mm, 20 minutes outside of downtown Columbus. Okay. It's basically Columbus. But since it's their U.S. headquarters, they've got uh, a big event space where they do like weddings and corporate events that... They typically allow 200 people, and they've got on-site hotels. They allow dogs. They have like a like a huge bar space, and then an even bigger restaurant, and then this giant patio. Like it's it's a pretty crazy facility. I, I'm really excited for for people to see it. I think it's going to be a very different experience. I mean, it's going to be closer to something like. Lobster con yeah, or yeah, yeah. an old school event than like what the Legacy Pit and, and Travis and those guys are doing. I mean, they're doing the kind of convention big scene where I'm kind of filling that gap, bringing kind of the old school attitude and feel to Legacy, and and really trying something kind of different in that way. I mean, so. Like I kind of scale the like the prizes based on attendance. So at eighty, I'm at eighty players. I'm spending five k on prizes, and that's my spend. So, like for example, I figured out the top prize for the open today. I haven't put it on Facebook. You guys are getting the exclusive hit on this. Ooh. So, oh yeah, yeah, dead format exclusive right here. So it's gonna be three volcanic islands to first place. I found someone that was willing to sell me them for 1500 Nice. So, yeah, I mean, that was a, a hell of a deal for, for three volcanic islands. Hell yeah. So, you know, like, I pass that savings on. Like, it's, I throw as much money as I can, uh, you know, to these events, and I don't make anything off of them. I Basically, the only benefit I've gotten out of doing these events is I just have stuff to play in because people weren't having legacy events. So I'm like, I'll do it myself and I'll just do it better than them. 
Yeah, the, the and, getting like the brewery yeah. and having that sort of like old school uh, vibe feel to it is awesome because you get like all of the pretentiousness and smugness of like being it being having that like old school t- style of tournament, but you get to play the better format with cards you actually like rather than just like uh, pretending like you're still thirteen again. And um, sorry, I was. So Ian, Ian is getting mad at me for, for saying on the those day words. Of, on the day of LobsterCon, on your mother's <laughs> birthday, right? On the day of LobsterCon, you have to do that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm obviously kidding everybody. I'm just lashing out. <laughs> I needed somebody so, to take yeah, it I out mean, on. <laughs> so is this sold out? No, no. So our the cap for the Open is 128 players. I've sold 40 spots right now. So if people so, want to uh, get in, how should they do that? Yeah, they should hit me up on our Facebook page, Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy, or on Twitter, at BCD Legacy. I'm super responsive. I will gladly take your money as fast as possible, and I will buy cards with it. All right, so, so listen. what Sign up. What is the date again? You said November 4th? 4... 12. November, November 12th. Okay. 12th. Yeah. Okay, okay. 11, 11, 12th. Very easy to remember. It's the week before DreamHack Atlanta. If that one 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 matters. two two two, bro. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it so easy. some other cool things we're doing that, that I haven't announced. I'm working on a couple vendors and an artist, trying to finalize that, trying to finalize the rest of the prizes. Like I wasn't even gonna take people's money for it yet, and people were like, "Nah," because I didn't think people would want to give me money without me. Have, telling them what prizes we're going to be. I mean, what's the but, worst thing that's going to happen? Like, you take their money and then delay the tournament for four years? Sorry. To be fair, we got our money back for that. We did the right thing. In fact, I said really good things about it, but that was just too easy of a setup. I'm sorry. Yeah, he did. He did. You know, shout out to, to Jeremy. Uh, he's He's been nothing but awesome. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm also doing some other cool stuff. Uh, one of the biggest complaints at Magic tournaments is everyone's starving. So the entry is 140 bucks, but a good portion of that goes to lunch. So we're going to take a break between rounds three and four and stop for like an hour. And we're going to have lunch. So lunch is provided with your entry, and it's going to be a taco bar. Yeah. Okay, so. now, I have been to Magic events where, I don't know what chain-type restaurant we've been to, but it's been, like, a larger Magic event, and they had a salad bar there. And the destruction that a group of Magic players can do on any sort of, like, serve-yourself-type bar is unfathomable, and it is 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 this going to be able to handle it? That's really what I was trying to figure out. Yeah, I actually asked them this question. I, I said, hey, you know, say we hit cap. I'm projecting 128 plus some staff, plus judges, plus, you know, vendors and some guests. This is my count of X amount of people, you know, for food. Are you going to have enough? And they're like, for most weddings, they usually end up taking food home. Like, I'm like, you know. A bunch of 90-year-old grandmas aren't going to be here. Like, these are 95% going to be grown men just 
trying to eat as much as they can, and then, you know, O three bar and go pound some beers. Like, are you ready for that? And they're like, yeah, we should be fine. We have smash tournaments here. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's, yep. If yeah. they can handle that, they can handle those players. Yeah, my yeah. question was going to be about the circulation, actually, like the airflow and the uh, thickness of the cushions on the chairs. But I guess they've already done that. Yeah, I, they're providing all that. I, you know, talk to them. I'm like, oh, you know, like, can you send us a map? They sent me a floor plan that they would use for a wedding, and it was all, like, round tables. I'm like, this ain't going to work. <laughs> so, yeah, there's actually a table and chair rental place literally across the street from them that, that the you know a lot of events in town use and I think I even used them for my wedding when I got married like six years ago so now I, I think this event is going to be kind of unlike any other I mean I don't know if people remember but the old pro tours they used to stop and have lunch and magic just kind of moved away from that so you know, I wanted to bring that back. Alcohol, I mean, we're at a brewery, so alcohol will be available for purchase. That's not included with your entry. you got to buy that yourself. Are you going to be able to but, bring that to the table? No. So, I, I haven't put this out there because I've been giving it some thought. But <coughs> while, while we're playing, there's going to be a certain point. Because, like, so you walk into the, the big event space. And to your left and right there will be some tables set up in, a, in the bar. And then you kind of go through this, I don't know, they kind of have these like faux walls that lead into a larger open space. So once you get beyond that initial area where the bar and some like high tables are for people to just like chat and have their beers on, you won't be able to have alcohol beyond there unless it's lunch. Because people are playing... Most of most of the people that come are going to use real cards, and you know we got to respect that because. Oh, is it proxy allowed and everything? Yeah. So, <coughs> oh, uh, man. for for people not familiar, my events allow proxies. Kind of. So, t- yeah. So with the sixty-four player events, the smaller ones that we run at LGSs, we allow people to just print out their cards, like print out decks, like you just. Go to, you know, MTG Press, print out the entire deck and just slip of paper in. And as long as it's the full text card, great. But for the open, I'm going to supply proxies. Because once you get to a certain point, there's really kind of some incentive that someone may cheat. And we don't want those people in our community. Like, I want to keep it as, um, you know, keep as much integrity as possible. So we're still going to allow proxies. It's just I'm going to give them to you. So I've got art, and I'm going to have um, an order with make playing cards, and I'm going to have a, a like a proxy library of a bunch of reserveless cards and expensive cards, you know, dual lands, cradles, things like that, and then a few other things like force of wills or personal tutors stuff. People will most likely want that they may not own just because it's prohibitively expensive that you'll take from me and you'll put them in your deck and you know you'll you'll use those and then you turn them back into me and yeah you know, I can use them again so 
the goal is really to make legacy accessible to everyone to kind of remove that bougie old school kind of kind of feeling you get from some people with old school i say this as an old school player and i know ian plays old school either so we're we're magic one percenters but we want it we want to be accessible or at least i want magic to be accessible to everyone ian's smiling like nah fucking get these poor people out of here <laughs> i don't want the poor is playing with me but you know yeah at proxy's been great i mean I, i've even had some people that don't want to bring real cards and will proxy their deck like proxy cards yeah Just, i mean there's a real like uh fear of walking around with a box of cards that's worth that amount of money now. It's like... There's a real fear yeah. of getting buffalo chicken dip on your cards, too. Like, that's what I was thinking of. Well, I mean, that's why you double sleep, right? Yeah, true. Unfortunately, I gotta put this out there. We won't be having buffalo chicken dip at the open. And, you know, I, being... So, being at the brewery, they had two rules. One, you can't bring outside food, because... You know, that's their deal. They they give me the space. They charge a little fee, but they sell me food and drinks. And the second one is no cash prizes because you can't be doing anything that could be construed as gambling because they sell alcohol. So all prizes will be in, in staples. <coughs> and like I said, first prize will be uh, three volcanic islands of various conditions. So I mean it's it's a sweet prize, like uh, you know I I think it's I mean dual lands are as good as cash. So yeah, you yeah, don't have sure. to you don't have to claim them on your taxes. Like it it's it works out better for everybody. Yeah, it's certainly a lot less paperwork than cash for right now for what it's worth. Yeah, but dude, it's funny you're talking about volcanic islands. Just a quick story. We had Rodney on last week. Oh wait, shout out shout out to Rodney. I got. Within a week, he sorted, pulled, and sold that gigantic mound of stuff, and I ended up walking out with a gigantic PayPal. Uh, so wow. thank you, Rodney. He's the fucking best. Yeah, for sure. Well, when we were wrapping up our episode last week, he mentioned uh, having something shipped to me. Do you remember this, Tom? Yes. So... I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, you know how it is. We're wrapping up an episode. I'm like, yeah, whatever you need, bro. Sure. So I then the next day ordered magic cards for the first time in like seven months or something. Mm-hmm. Forgot all about Rodney's thing. And Wednesday, I get a knock on my door. It's UPS. Package says Ian on it. I signed for it. Cool. And I'm like, yeah, these are my cards, you know? I was like, this is kind of a crazy box, though, huh? So I open it up, and it's, like, super packaged, and I'm like, this is kind of wild. And I ordered, like, nothing, you know, no dual lands, right? Yep. The first two cards I see are two volcanic islands, and I'm like, wait a second. So I look at the box again, it's Star City, and I'm like, hmm. So then I go through, it's such a random assortment of cards, and I'm like... Where did these come from? I'm like, did somebody must have died and left me their collection, maybe? Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out, because I'm like, you know, once in a while, like, a listener will send a gift or something. You know, it's like a, 
a single card that we talk about or something. So I'm Wait, like, this is, for, this has, that, that. has that really happened? Uh, two times I can think of. Uh, wow. Yeah, and thank you to those people. But uh, I think it might have been Tom Cairns both times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, makes sense. But, yeah. But, uh, so basically, um, I was just like, well, I guess, you know, somebody must have died and left me their collection, you know? Because these are, like, just a random group of guys. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I know what this is. This is Rodney's prize from winning the tournament. So, uh, I, I'm meeting up with Rodney tomorrow to give him his cards. Nice. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, didn't he Didn't he ask if he could have stuff shipped to you? Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, for legal reasons, he did not do that, no. <laughs> <laughs> Attorney. Wait, we definitely edited that out. out, right? That's not, <laughs> that's not live. Yeah. Yeah, bro, so tell us about Legacy, because we don't know what's going on. Ooh, uh, Blue Red Delver, as it turns out, still good, not unbeatable. And what you've kind of seen is, like, the format warp around it. So it's kind of like the Splinter Twin effect, right? Like, you're either playing it, or your deck's good against it, or you should just toss it in the trash and play one of those two options. So it pushes out your fringe stuff like pox. I'm going to dump on the pox players because it's so easy. I'm sure pox uh, players think they have a good blue-red matchup, by the way. They always do. They, yeah, I, always they, do. they always do. I lost a pox in the Legacy Pit Open when I was X and yeah. 1. Like, so, like, it, like, I just, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm having flashbacks. But it was I, will say, I will say, though, pox is definitely better against three-color than, than blue-red. Oh, I, I believe that. Yeah, so, I mean, there's no surprise here. I mean, the meta is just kind of, you know, solidified around Blue-Red Delver. And, you know, you see Depths taking it down because it's, it's got a great Blue-Red matchup. And, you know, it also kind of destroys some of these other decks, like, that are good against Blue-Red Delver. Like, Death and Taxes just crushes it. So that's kind of where it's at. I mean, it hasn't changed. Um, what we got to do is talk Smiley out of playing Stoneforge Mystics and get him back on the Delver train. I tried that list. I've been giving that list uh, that I sent you from shout out to, to Max Gilmore at Max Stortion on Twitter. His, his Jess guy, Stoneforge list. And it's. It's one of those things like you are great against Delver and Death and Taxes, but you're the worst control deck against the control decks. Yeah, like the Jeskai, the Jeskai control matchup, like the Sharknado, Planeswalker, tons of removal, that, that was a rough matchup. I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit, because that was one of the matchups that I was trying to figure out how to play as that deck, and you don't have enough tempo stuff to go tempo. And you can't go over the top, because once they get to four mana, they're just like, they're slamming you. Um, so I, I definitely felt that. I kind of just want to play, like, three-color three color Delver. I just, for some reason, I, I want white. And I know it's just like because of a blanket now, because ending is so good. Um, and the removal that white has is just so great against Delver. 
but the, I was supposed to play in a team tournament tomorrow, but the uh, but TJ's changed their scheduling for their team events, so it's later in the month. Um, so I was originally planning on playing Max's deck tomorrow, but uh, I might I might just do something like play Just Guy Delver, No Stoneforge, but I, I'm not promising I'll, I'll anybody that. Yeah, I'll, I'll ship you a list. Um, yeah, so it kind of the other side of that is you're also worse against combo decks like Storm because you don't have nearly the interaction that you have with Delver. But does anybody between, play Storm anymore with with Blue Red Delver out being there? I mean, they're out there. I know they're out but, there, but is it something you need to like? I guess I guess you should think about everything, but. Based on online results, there seems to be a lot of players, but I'm not sure if that means it's good or not. I got you. It seems it seems like it wouldn't be, but I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, if you're expecting to just play against Blue Red Delver and DNT all day with the Stoneforge list, you just eat them alive and in an open field where you don't know what you're going to expect. Mm-hmm. I I would just go the Delver route, like. I'll ship you an updated list of what I've been playing. And it just kind of has enough to go o- under the decks you want to go under. Yeah, so it's got like four, four Delver, uh, four DRCs. Right. Four, four fucking of the insane two-cost 9-9 flyer that's blue. Yeah. Uh, it's 8-8? That card is so gross. Well, I mean, it's 8-8, it's and then you like you cast another one. You're like, oh, this guy gets bigger. That's great. But then you How forget. many borrowers? Any borrowers? I played one, and and I liked it because a lot of the because it, it's another piece of interaction. It seems really good against the decks that are good right now. Mm. Well, you, yeah. you're playing against depths. You probably always want to have one of those, right? Right, and and you, it also balances Merc tides, right? Mm-hmm. So between like playing from the blue, white, red side against depths you've got the four wastelands the four plows and the brazen borrows instant speed interaction and you've got a couple prismatic endings if you can force them to make the token for for whatever reason or, or like block yeah block with something and then and then hit it and then you've on the other side you've kind of got, like your removal doesn't suck so against the delver you actually have good removal can just clear the way of anyone. Like my strategy is typically sit and take the control role and just let them run into the brick wall. And then you just play a Merktide force their pyroblast on it and you just kill them. And it's it's a pretty pretty easy matchup when you when you kind of take that that approach. And then in the sideboard, I've been playing things like like Fury over the end of festivities. I saw that. Yeah, how good is Fury? It's it's awesome. Like so, I I mainly have it for DNT and Elves, and especially the DNT matchup. Like they're not playing the tempo game of Port Wasteland Vile anymore because they're at eighty cards. Right. Right. So games are going longer, they're messing with your mana less, so getting to 5 mana is actually very easy, because you don't need to fire off Wastelands for anything maybe other than Caracas. Right. 
So having five mana isn't a problem. I don't know if any anyone is. See, people are like, oh, and the festivities is probably fine. Like, until you like three for one, or four for one with Fury, and then have this three three double striker, you just like and the festivities. You just kind of realize how garbage it is compared to Fury, and even if you pitch and get like a two for two trade. You're still going to end up winning on that exchange. Yeah, it's so much tempo or and extra the, mana, like the three for two extra yeah. mana advantage. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's so. interesting, man. I didn't realize <coughs> that thing you said about casting it. That's interesting. Yep. I mean, it makes and, it makes a lot of sense with the deck being way higher curve because they they want five mana too because they want to play their Urian right. So they're right. they're using their wastelands more. As mana sources too. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and and people will probably be like, well, what if you want to pitch Fury? So, what I've been doing is you've got obviously you've got the four expressive iteration, four DRC, and having two bolts, and then two Fury. So that gives you twelve red cards, which. Is still is still actually more than kind of what you use for force of will because the the general rule of thumb for force of will is you want sixteen blue cards and four force of will as your minimum. Right. So there you have you know cut that in half if you got ten. Well, you have ten red cards in your main deck, and then you add the two furies. You know there you go, and you can kind of even maybe borrow something from from Max's Stoneforge list and use Wear and Tear as, yeah, a, like that. as a sideboard option. So the red count has never really been an issue if you need to pitch. Because sometimes, especially against elves, they'll just dump their hand and you just blow them out of the water with fury and then they just die. So... Give them that no, old it's, it's pyrokinesis feeling. Yeah, it's one of those cards you need to kind of play to to see how good it is, but then you'll never go back. Yeah, no, oh. I, I'm sold on it anyway. I, I played during pyrokinesis. I played against Zach with pyrokinesis plenty of times recently, so I can definitely see how good it would be. Yeah, I played with it at the Legacy Pit Open, and I don't—I never got to blow anybody out with it. But it was a card that I was always looking to draw in the matchups that I brought it in against. So, did you run the Cataclysms? I did. They were—they <laughs> yes. Did you have to ask? Yeah. Did you did you get to blow anyone out with them? Yeah. Um, okay. So I, there was one game I got to blow somebody out. I can't remember the matchup, but there was another one. Where I was playing against the uh, Mono Blue Urza list, and if I drew my fourth <laughs> mana source, I would have been able to come back from just like the most insane board disadvantage with like Chalice on one, Chalice on two, Urza, uh, Psy, tons of Thopters, like he, literally 30 permanents in play on the other side, and if I could have dropped mana number four and slammed Cataclysm, like, I, I just immediately would have been back in the game. Um, yeah, so Cataclysm's that great, 
if you need that sideboard card against the control decks. Like the the mana intensive, either like the Bant Honorog deck or mm-hmm. like the the Jeskai control decks. Uh, in the the team event, I got to completely crush somebody with it. But you know what the worst feeling in the world is when you ca- when when you're playing Cataclysm, is having to reveal it to your Delver because you want your Delver to flip. Where you're like, I don't want them to know about this, but this Delver needs to flip, and you play like. Turn one Delver, and then you reveal Cataclysm. Your opponent's like, the fuck is going on right now? Yeah. At the at the pit open, I got a couple people with Cataclysm. I remember my land's opponent, cool dude, was just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like literally, like, I can't believe, like, are you really playing this? But people have yeah, been playing that, was... like, I've, I maybe I'm just dumb. But in a lot of the decks that I've been playing, literally just had like one or two cataclysms in the sideboard because I love playing that card because it's just a blowout. Yeah, when you're left with Murktide or a Cauldre Complete and they're left with whatever garbage, they're just dead. Yeah, and having to get rid of all their Planeswalkers is just like, yeah, yeah like, this is tight. So, a little, little sideboard tech there for, you know, the people struggling with some some control matchups. Yeah, don't add good cards like Pyroblast or, like, just play Cataclysm and just cast it, and then then you'll see. Yeah. No, no, play the good cards, too. (laughs) Just when you're looking for the sideboard option against control decks or lands, Cataclysm. Bro, so so you're a lawyer, right? Do you do any freelance work, Rob? Robert? Uh, it depends on what it is. So, I do corporate and tax law, mm-hmm. but I used, like, I'll do some kind of on the side, like, estate and trust planning, because I did that for, for a decade. So, you know, if, if Anne's going to knock you off for insurance money, I'll represent her. So, if, uh, if we were going to mint some NFTs, you think you could help us with the contracts? Some no. dead format NFTs. God no. Oh man. I thought you crypto bros went broke. <laughs> Dude, that's why I'm trying to uh dig out of this hole, right? That's why we're podcasting. You we gotta get again. that scam going. That's why we're minting yeah. NFTs. Fire up the Patreon. Get the dia the dead format NFTs going. That's right, bro. Tom and I have fallen on hard times for different reasons. But we're in. A, we're on the same boat, same <laughs> sinking there, ship. Are there emotional M- NFTs? Like <laughs> you like? Tra- that's that's what I need right now. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> I just no. I, I just excited. sold my house. I'm good with the other stuff. It's just, <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop talking now. Bro, I, I want to hear about he the episode say, when you talk about say, uh, getting back into dating. That's yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like you, uh, <laughs> right. you said that you can bring dogs to the. Uh, the buffalo chicken dip thing so yeah you know no well the brewery allows dogs and, and you can, they have on-site hotels comment. <laughs> i wasn't gonna say a thing <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty of dogs in ohio if you you know want to take one home with you that's right bro yeah ohio state's right there you can uh you know are you going to this, Tom? Are you going to the Buffalo Chicken thing? So, uh, 
I kind of want to. I'm going to have a lot of free time. I don't know what my life is going to look like then, and I have to check my schedule because with the custody the custody thing that I have, we're being flexible right, right. about it, but it's like supposed to be two days, two days. So I'm sure that I can find the uh, find the time to do it. And like, what I really want to do is I want to be going to an event that I play like once a month. I think that's a really good like balance between how much you're traveling and how much you're staying home. And I got an event planned for October, November. November would be good. It's like before the uh, Thanksgiving rush and everything. Hopefully, it won't be too crazy. Yeah, it was a good good sweet spot where it wasn't. It wasn't November or like Thanksgiving. It didn't end until Christmas. You know, like deal with the Christmas stuff. Like the weather's still decent. Like yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with the the date because when I first talked to them, they were booking into like late January, February of next year of 23 because they were backed up from all the COVID weddings. Oh okay. Yeah, and then some people's marriages fell apart, and uh, lots of lots me. of openings. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I well, I guess God. they weren't married yet, but doesn't twenty twenty three sound like a fake year? Like it's not going to happen, dude. It's crazy, man. You guys don't have that feeling, Tom. Do you have that feeling? No, I don't. I don't have that feeling. But like, I what really, what gives like you that? Twenty twenty three. Okay. Like, 24, I don't know, maybe because, like, it's an election year. Like, 2024 sounds real to me, but 2023? Like, is this really going to happen? I don't know. I can't see it. In my mind's eye, my third eye, right? (laughs) I don't see 2023. Maybe it's just a blind spot. Maybe I need to work on my chakras or something. Ian, you coming? Oh, yeah, I'll be there. All right, if you're going, I, yeah, 100% will be there. I, I also just answer everything in the affirmative, so uh, I, I'll i go there provided anybody else is going. So, like, Tom, if you're going, I'll be there. Yep, definitely. And for our listeners in Ohio, affirmative means uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, what? How, how far is it to Columbus? I don't even know. It was a 12-hour drive when I did it. With uh, Matt Matt Kiefer and Barra back in the day, yeah, twelve yeah. twelve hour drive. Yeah, it's. Do you have an airport? My wife has family in 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 Connecticut, and that was that was about what it took us from here, like thirteen, twelve, thirteen. So you got family? Stopping. What what part of Connecticut? They're in um, New Haven. And. Yeah, so we've talked about moving up there. You know, like, maybe as a, a possible destination if if Ohio goes full Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> just, just flee north. You'll actually get some good pizza. For yeah, it's like literally like the, be- like the actual best pizza. Literally. That, see, that's the problem. That, that's what I couldn't explain to our listeners. Like, I grew up there. I've lived in New York fucking Rome, Italy, and Boston. So, like... Those are, like, my four... <laughs> you can't... Those four places you just named were, like... There aren't many places in the world that you can get better pizza. Yeah, so it's, like... When people are saying, like, Cleveland pizza's good, I'm, like... You don't understand, like, what I'm... What I mean, you know? Like, the standards that I might have for pizza. So is is McKeon... Cuisine, the new Mangucci cuisine. 
Dude, is he still out there? I think so. I, I think he's still out there doing videos. Videos, yeah. Videos. Oh, man. Like, I figured when the MPL dissolved, he just, like, uh, you know, like, I had a Teddy Ruxpin when I was a kid, and his batteries died. <laughs> and uh, it would just, once in a while, in the corner, just be like, that's, that's what I pictured. Didn't a lot of those people just start playing Flesh and Blood? I haven't played that game, but that's what that's what the social media presence seems like. Really? Yeah, Flesh and Blood is like, like they branded their whole thing the Pro Tour, and they're just trying to like poach as many of the Magic Pros as they can. I think it was made by oh, a bunch of ex Magic Pros. I could is be Flesh wrong. and Blood yeah. the uh, the one with the equipment? Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I've never played it. So it kind of the dude. Somebody was trying to sell me on it, like maybe a year ago or so. Some listener was like, "It's like Diablo and Magic. Like you gotta like, gear up. Like you gotta you wear like your armor and your left hand and your right hand." And I actually thought that was kind of a cool idea, right? Like, you know, you're basically like a body. Like your 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 play space is like a body with like your your left hand armor. Yeah, you have like left hand body, like sword shield, like your chest and yeah you kind of like a an arsenal and like tom i know this appeals to you tom it does i so i never i honestly i never played i haven't looked into the gameplay no but but like you're like gearing up your character with your cards yeah that's like kind of a cool game idea mechanic for sure doesn't that sound pretty cool i never played it but like when someone was telling me that i was like i can see this i can see somebody coming up with this idea it's a good idea i don't know if it's executed well or not but it is, like, a pretty good idea, I think. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a good game. I'll, I'll say that. Or a fun game. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a fun game. And, Tom, you'll definitely know some of the people. Like, I'm looking at the um, list of people that have uh, said they're in for the Open that have paid me, and you'll definitely know some of these people. It's going to be great. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be... It's going to be great. Like, you know, like kind of the legacy community at this point, you go to play, you go to events, whether they're legacy pit open or GPs or, well, I, I guess, I guess us in the legacy pit open and NRG are, you know, the, the pro tour circuit at this point, but you yeah. see the same people and there, there's multiple eternal weekend champions on this list. So... Yeah, I mean, like the is that fucking kid who beat me on there? I mean, there's Which lots one? of there's lots of people that beat. Me <laughs> yeah, did, that didn't you get smoked at, at Legacy Pit Open? Round one at uh, Legacy Pit. Oh, on camera. Yeah. Who what? Who was it? I don't know, bro. He he won the Eternal Weekend with. Uh, oh, Astro Patrick Miracles. Yeah, Patrick Green, Columbus, Columbus local Patrick Green. Uh, yeah. Good dude. Um, no, he's not on my list. Right, he'll, he'll, but he's, he's going to be there, and he's still. No, nah, he's a good dude. I'm yeah, I'm going to tell him to come just so, <laughs> just so you guys can pair together round one. I'm going to put go. that on camera. Round Perfect. one. Is it Wait, really do coverage? You, do you guys have coverage? Yeah, we do. We oh, do oh, coverage shit. of all of our events. Yeah. All right, so. Well, that changes this whole thing. I was just saying I was going, but now I'm really going to go. Yeah, I mean, you. We have a YouTube page. Um, so we started streaming, I want to say, at BCDL6. 
five or six, and uh, Min lost a couple of them. <laughs> so <laughs> the last one is up there, though. Um, eight is online on YouTube in its entirety, and then one other one is as well. But yeah, we stream them, and then we put them up after the fact. So check us out on YouTube. You can find it. And still working out who's going to do coverage for BCD Open. Uh, talking to some great people. If we cap, I'm hoping to, you know, there's someone on the West Coast I might be able to fly out. Someone very enthusiastic that I talked to in Indy. Um, can we can we get any names for that, or is that too too is it, close is to the chest? Is it Jordan Ayasoka? <laughs> if if we can get, I would love to get Jordan. He's he's entertaining. He's the no, most enthusiastic but West Coast person. He is, I can think he of. is very enthusiastic. I used to love watching the Card Kingdom yeah, yeah. Legacy Preservation series for him. Jordan, if you're out there, man, <laughs> I want you to come play an event. We'll get you on camera somewhere. <laughs> But no, no. I I talked to Honorog. It's like, yo, man, you you want to come do some commentary for the open? And it was like a maybe. He's like, maybe. And then we started talking about a hundred other different things. So no promises. Um, the sooner people sign up and pay me, the sooner I have money to buy plane tickets for people like Honorog. So, you know, I, I you know, in terms of coverage, I don't know what we're gonna do. Um, but there will there will be coverage. We've had coverage of all the events at this point. You know, I have a bunch of streaming gear, so you know, I have a, a pretty mobile setup. Yeah, and it's great. Check out our our YouTube page. I mean, we've had some great commentators locally: uh, Nathaniel Snyder and Christian Keffer have done it, and I think Min did it once. Min from Min Max Blog, but. I'm pretty sure he didn't save that video in time, so oh no, deleted. Yeah, that it's totally on him. But you know, what can you do? So lesson learned there. But no, he did a good job, and and so have have Nate and Christian. And for BCDL nine coming up in July, um, another local guy, Jesse Liu, is gonna do commentary. I'm not sure who's gonna be with him yet, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll be streaming that on Twitch um, at Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy. And so BCDL 9 is 716 in Columbus, Ohio. And the response we've got for these kind of small, local 64-player community events has been, you know, nothing short of, of awesome. I mean, that capped out in 48 hours. Nice. Yeah, and... You know that's that's the fastest we've capped capped out, and I think the wait list is at already at like twelve people. So I'm I'm so, definitely registering for the for the brewery one right at the end of this podcast because obviously when it comes out, there's going to be a rush of people shooting you messages tomorrow morning. Um, yeah, I'm going to get the, the the dead format bump of the the twelve people that hear it. That's right. <laughs> Four of them are in what Sweden was that? Where was that? Where was your big European? I need to check SoundCloud again. Listener this, base. This meant like Finland. It's you know what South America has been big lately. <laughs> we, yeah, it's ro it's rotating around. We're on the upswing, bro. 
According to Yeah, I'm glad you guys are back. Yeah. I miss it. I, I even stopped my Patreon subscription. <sighs> I'm, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I had no idea we were still ranking it, but uh, that's, uh, that's a wise play. All right, bro. Do we have anything else? Tom, you got anything? Uh, what the fuck is going on with those glasses? Sorry, you just it just popped. I don't. How long have you been wearing those? I'm feeling I'm feeling summer right now, bro. For for the listeners, Ian is wearing uh sunglasses. Pit vipers. Yeah, they're pit vipers. Drinking a white claw. Um, just it's 85 a, degrees in here. Bro. He's got his no, chest hair hanging out. I have the He's DC crypto, off, bro. Obviously, we're recording. So, I'm doing all I can to keep cool. Ice ice cold. But no, I don't have anything else. Just I just needed to comment on that. All right, bro. Rob, you got anything? Robert? Yo, can I call you Rob or is it Robert? Is it strictly uh, Robert? That, I mean, most of my friends call me Rob. I mean, it's... All right, because I've done it like at least two or three times. I'm yeah, no, no, no. Rob's cool. Robert's fine. Next time uh, he has he's going to be like, Bobby! Yeah. Bobby. <laughs> right. No, I mean, at least Ian remembers meeting me. That's right, Bob. I mean, after the last episode we did, how could I forget? <laughs> oh, yeah. Niag- Niagara was crazy, man. That was. Are that there was any awesome. casinos? Wait, this is a big question we forgot. Are there any casinos in Columbus? Yeah, they are. There, there is a casino. It is on the other side of town, from the from the Brew Dog Brewery. The wrong side of the tracks, if you will. Yeah, it's definitely kind of on an area of town where they were hoping it would build up, like <laughs> bring some investment. Sounds like and it just of... and it just stayed shady as fuck. So, yeah, it's actually not a bad casino. It's not very big. You got to pay for drinks. I mean, I'm down to go be a degenerate, but... Tom, I know what your house sold for. You got no excuse. Yeah, no, that's the excuse, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can, I can live... I, yeah, at some point I'll develop limits for myself. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully before November, November 12th at the Buffalo Chicken Dip open. Cool. That's, uh, this is going to be so much fun. Robert. Yeah, I mean... Come in, we'll take care of you. It'll be awesome. the The hotel rooms at the uh, brewery have two fridges in the rooms, like one when you walk in, and then there's a beer fridge also in the shower. No, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't if you haven't seen it, go look at brewdog.com and look. Go look at their like their doghouse hotel or whatever. And, and they have some pictures of it. And I can send you video. Like they, when I went and toured, like I toured the event space, and they bought me lunch, and then they gave me a tour of the hotel rooms. Holy shit! Is that a Dude, tap in the fucking hotel room? Yeah, yeah. They have oh. they have a all right, have, all right. Yeah. So is there is there like a like a group code deal for getting the room? <laughs> yeah. So <gasps> they they actually booked twenty. I don't know how many rooms they have, but they reserved twenty two rooms for me. Motherfucker, yes. Yeah, so you can't book yet because they only book like five or six months out. We're like just over like where they start booking. So what they're going to do, I talked to them this week. They're going to give me a code and I'll put that out 
so people can can block off rooms and yeah it's it's worth staying staying there i mean it's kind of far from like downtown columbus but at least staying there the friday night before the event will be sweet i mean saturday night there too like you can get hammered there it'll be a good time but it it's a sweet venue i'm really excited for for people to kind of see it and and i i think other than being at a casino this is literally the best venue you could probably ask for I can't. I can't wait for this. I, yeah, I'm gonna be making gonna my be first. Insane. This is gonna be my first ever return to Ohio as a constitutional carry state, too. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be carry price up in this motherfucker. All right, that's a wrap, right? <laughs>